Hello, 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 hello. Good morning to you all. So I did a discussion club on two studies last night, and one of them is interesting. It's about about the gut microbiome and obesity, the chicken and the egg. What's first? Does your gut microbiome lead to potentially obesity? Or is it that when you become obese or overweight, that your gut microbiome gets worse and it shows certain factors that are only seen in people overweight and obese? Cut, long story short, guys, it happens. It's the obesity and overweight first leading to a worse environment for the gut and then the gut shows certain other bacterias which then get picked up, right? So that's it. Like, because there is a people out there saying, well, if you have the right pre or probiotics, that's going to cause weight loss, right? Because it's, the gut is the main thing they're saying, not the calories. It's like, if you sort your gut out, then weight loss will happen. But that's not true. Um, in this research, it says there's a 15 study meta analysis that showed probiotic supplementation resulted in mean body weight decrease of 0.6 kgs in three to 12 weeks. However, fat reduction compared to placebo was not different. And another one, 23 study meta-analysis reported the syn- symbiotic supplementation resulted in mead body weight decrease to 0.8 in the trials, range of 4 to 12 weeks. However, body fat reduction was not different from the non. So if we're thinking about the gut, we need to think of it this way. What we are doing with our activity, with our nutrition, um, with our body weight, as opposed to like you know our height and stuff, we're going to be in a decent um, body fat percentage, that's going to lead to an environment that is healthier for the gut. You're not going to be like, you're not going to just, if you have your exercise in shape, you're eating fruits and veggies, you've got a good calorie intake, protein, um, right, and, you, and you, you're like this for a few years, you're not going to all of a sudden just develop a bad gut that's going to cause you to go overweight and obese. That's not how it works, right? And this is, again, it's showing on this so that there's a phenomenon called energy harvesting. Um, the uptake of calories from food is greater in obese individuals and non-obese. So the more obese you get, overweight you get, your body's even uptaking. It's getting better at taking the energy, the calories from the food. So it's making it a bit harder for you as well. So like more calories is like going in as opposed to being used in other processes. So and it it talks about like the basics. It's not sexy stuff. It's like exercise. All types of exercise is beneficial for the gut. It says and cardiometabolic health. Exercise has been shown to improve SCFA production, which can improve not just cardiovascular health, but also immunity and protection from infections. You know, exercise in combination with a healthy Mediterranean diet pattern was shown to improve the profile of the gut. You know, we don't need, this is basics we've known, and it just proves that the gut will improve as your body fat percentage improves, as you exercise, as you walk, as you drink your water, as you, you know, hit your macros, essentially, right? And you don't need supplements to come in here. Supplements are not required. Um, and it's gonna, it's gonna improve, obviously, when we think of the Mediterranean diet as the pinnacle of diet, we can think of it our way. The reason is, it's got lots of veggies, it's got meats, it's got good fats and olive oil. It's kind of got, you know, we think about what the tra- traditional good diet is that people have told us for years. It is that. It's like, all right, sound. There is no need for these, like, complicated, bullshit, like, super su- expensive gut supplements. Not going to make you lose weight. Might help your bloating, might not. You're adding things to the mix that are not going to really do anything long-term because the environment is created by forces bigger than just you know, taking a, uh, taking a supplement every day. Okay. So 
that's the overview on the gut stuff and then part two we, we looked at continuous glucose monitors this guy called john jordan syad really good guy he did a self-experiment and to cut the long story short he hated the fact that these continuous glucose monitors were pushed to people who are non-diabetic you don't need them they're not even accurate he basically ate he basically spiked his blood sugar every single day eating sometimes literally cane sugar uh, bread oatmeal ice cream uh, skittles for breakfast sometimes and he wanted to show the anti-sugar brigade you can spike your blood glucose massively each day as long as you're in a calorie deficit you're going to lose weight and actually he did blood work as well to say well maybe my blood work is going to get better or worse doing this and he lost a significant amount of weight like you went on a really low calorie diet anyway results look his non-hdl cholesterol went down which is a good thing his triglycerides went down which is a good thing his hdl went from 50 to 49 his lipoprotein went from 39 to 29 right which is very good um his my fasting blood glucose went from 94 to 78 his hemoglobin a1c stayed the same and his testosterone nearly doubled um and you think what's going on here well the the fact is this the review of it is this so the review is here the first take-home learning point is that so many things can affect your blood sugar high intensity cardio will spike your blood sugar um being really stressed out can do it drinking alcohol will lead to a drop in it um lo- like loads of stuff can impact it not just carbs and sugar so anyone that tells you the main thing to spike your blood sugar all the time just thinking about carbs and sugar is talking shit they don't know what they're talking about it's basically what he's saying right and the second take-home point is and this is for coaches he's saying is that if you're struggling to convince your clients well you need to live this lifestyle you need to eat mix of foods you need to eat the the ice cream in your life you need to eat them the meals out you need to eat this and that because that's what the reality is if you believe in what this is saying if you believe in the science you follow the science and i'm definitely front some of the false science i'm not and I'm not, I don't give a shit if something spikes my blood glucose once or twice a day. I don't care. My diet is high in sugar, mostly natural sugar. I'm not saying you should have added sugars. But definitely don't be scared of things because it might spike your blood glucose. It doesn't do shit. There's nothing beneficial for you knowing unless you're diabetic of that. And you can listen to the marketing of Zoe and stuff all you want. I t- covered a, a study a few weeks ago that showed continuous glucose monitors don't even monitor the basically me eating the same food today at breakfast and eating the same food tomorrow at breakfast got a different response to my blood glucose so these continuous glucose monitors not even the same food has the same impact on me depending on it's a different day what use is this data unless you're diabetic absolutely nothing and this guy's proven it here that there's no need to overcomplicate stuff guys why are you wasting your time we even the gut microbiome stuff all right exercise Get your steps in, have a high-protein diet, maintain muscle, gain muscle. Make sure you're in the calorie deficit if you need to lose weight. And if you don't need to lose weight, you want to be around maintenance, right? Drink water, eat your fruit and veg, obviously. You know, have a mix, have lean meats if you can, obviously. You know, plant-based stuff, nuts. We know the answers, like, we don't need... Oh, we don't need these. We don't need a pin or a fucking back of our tricep with a needle to go in with a glucose monitor to tell us shit. We don't need to know because it's not even accurate. Anyway, don't worry about that stuff. Think about how, like this guy's done an experiment on himself there. Think about what you can experiment with now. It's interesting, right? It's like, okay, well, you know, I talked about another research a few weeks ago where it said 
we look at weight loss research and the average weight loss is say 10 pounds but some people lost 20 pounds and some people lost five pounds like what's the difference between those people and they looked at it and they figured out some people were carb responders and some people were fat responders they would um do better if they had a higher fat diet and someone do better if they had a higher carb diet right so they thought well what if we matched fat and carb responders with fats and carbs and then put them in a deficit then would they work better because we're matching it to their genes can we match our macros to our genes that's what they thought well why should we do it and they did do it and guess what there was no difference in weight loss so even when it comes to genes and matching macros with your genes it doesn't actually outpower a calorie deficit like it might make you feel slightly better it might make you feel less bloated and i don't want to don't want to discount that because that could be well worth it um and that's something for you to try out but it, it's not overpowering shit here it's not overpowering the calorie deficit that's why calories protein steps the golden trio exercise is very important for cardiovascular health mental health gaining muscle strength right but exercise isn't a very good thing for weight loss it doesn't you know two percent of your waking hours a week isn't going to have a massive impact on the other 98 percent in terms of calories burned it just doesn't that's why when you see my fitness pal and stuff and they give you back calories you've done from exercise and they overestimate the calories you burn from exercise because those trackers are so inaccurate it's like a stupid thing to do right because we should we should be factoring in okay uh, do you do two or three workouts a week okay let's take that into consideration and give you a calorie target for the week so if you did three workouts or two workouts, it's not going to change your calorie target. If you did four workouts, it's still not going to change your calorie target because it's nowhere near enough to, to change it. If you change your job, if you went from being a desk worker to being a construction worker, then for sure you'd have to change your target because now your energy in your energy expenditure is flying up. But 2% of your waking hours exercise, it doesn't touch the sides. It right? doesn't matter. But it's got other benefits in itself. And it's got benefits for your gut as well, separately from just getting into a deficit and losing weight so these are important things they're important studies um these people alan aragon very you know very respected researcher in the health and fitness industry he's been around since like the 90s or 2000s like most people that you follow that follow evidence base would have learned from him there's lila mcdonald these original the ogs are there they've been banging this banging his drum for years and years but people are coming on social media and saying hey buy this like symbiote what's it called sim i've seen it on tiktok flat out symbiote symbiota or something it's called buy this for my gut health these people just want to make money they're literally you can tell they don't believe a word they're saying like oh my god i've done this and i've lost so much weight and you know i was like oh my god i'm gonna buy it oh my god my gut my gut my gut 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 is the new buzzword it's gonna make you spend money simple as that you want to ignore these buzzwords as much as possible and go, what's the basics here? What are the basics that work in anything I do, okay? Let's think of other examples. Martial arts, go and learn the fancy stuff. Go and learn the new spinning kick. No, they don't give a shit. Go and speak to the guru or the, the seventh damn black belt. They say, drill the basics. Drill the basics. Bruce Lee's got a brilliant brilliant quote on this. He says, I don't fear the man that's practiced one uh, 10,000 kick once. I, I fear the man that's practiced one kick 10,000 times, right? That basic kick, that basic move. So in martial arts, same. When it comes to marketing or it comes to copywriting, which is like, you know, how to sell with words, there's basics that people need to get right first before they think of the shiny object syndrome or the new stuff. Your job, there's basics that need to be done no matter what. 
The basics are always the main thing. They are the 90% of where you get results. Warren Buffett, he said he becomes so rich because he followed the basics. Nothing fancy, nothing fancy in his strategy, just the basics over time. But no one's willing to do the basics because guess what? We think it's got to be much more complicated. It's got to be sexier. Oh my God, it can't be that simple. Well, yes, it is. So you either have two options now. You go down the complicated route, you can go and listen to all this shit if you want to spend all this money and then realise five years later, actually, the shit, it was the basics. Or just say to the basics now. I'm going to nail the basics today. Let's go. There is no tomorrow. I'm going to nail the basics today. I'm going to nail my calorie intake. I'm going to nail my protein intake. I'm going to nail my step count. I'm going to nail some veggies and some fruits today. Maybe some nuts and some lean meats. Yeah, I'll do that. Happy days. I'll drink some water. Let's go. That's all I needed to do. And I'll crack on with the rest of my life without wasting my other two hours, three hours a day worrying about shit that doesn't matter. So hopefully that is um, clear. <laughs> hopefully that's clear for you. Um, it is up to you, but I hope you take the right path. Basics first. <laughs>